presence of God is in this place. As followers of Christ, Scripture says that the Holy Spirit indwells us. The third person of the Trinity is inside of us. God's presence is here. And so before we go forward, I would ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And let's just go to God and say, Lord, your spirit is here. You're at work inside of us. Would you do something great inside of us tonight? Would you speak to us tonight, Lord Jesus? Father, we're so thankful that we can come to you. We're so thankful, Father God, that you love us, that you care for us. Just we're thankful that you've given us your scriptures, that you've given us music to sing songs to you. And Father God, that you want to work inside of our hearts, that you want to do something incredible. And tonight, Lord Jesus, I pray that as we hear your word proclaimed, that no other word, no other distraction, no other thing happening around us would get in the way, but simply would be us and you. That you would speak to our hearts tonight, Father God, that we would come before you, we'd be changed by you. So, Father, as we preach, as we listen, as we process all these things, Father God, would you work in a mighty and a powerful way in our hearts tonight. Jesus, we love you. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Middle school, it's good to see you guys tonight. Hey, if you're happy to be here tonight, give me a little whoop whoop. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, well, if we haven't met, my name is Stallion. And man, it is so, so good to see you tonight. I'm pumped. I'm pumped whenever I get to hang out with you guys. I'm pumped whenever I get to teach God's word to you all. And we've been in this series called... And if you remember, we've been saying that an influencer is someone who can affect someone else's choices and decisions. An influencer is someone who is able to help someone else be persuaded into doing something. And we said that this can be both positive and it can be negative. You see, an influence that, that, is, that is exercised can help someone do something really good. Like maybe there can be influence to believe in yourself. I found myself many times people influencing me to do good things. I remember one time these guys convinced me to play on a volleyball team. And I was like, dude, I don't know nothing about volleyball. And they influenced me to sign up. And they're like, trust me, you're going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to brag, but <laughs> scored some points, got some dubs. Ayo. But sometimes influence can be used in a negative way. And if I'm honest with you guys, more times than I like to admit, Old Stally's been influenced in the negative too. One of the ways that this happens to me all the time is people convince me to do stuff. The worst thing that you can convince me to do is to stay up late. Because you see, the later it gets, the crazier I get, okay? And some people think that's cool, that's funny, but like, I just, I need my beauty sleep, okay? I, I, I woke up this way because I slept last night. And I need my beauty sleep. And so people convince me sometimes to stay up late. I've been convinced to go on road trips. I've been influenced to stay up late playing Fortnite. True story. True story. One night, someone convinced me to stay up really late playing Fortnite. We then switched over to playing the Battle Royale on Call of Duty. And while I was flying the helicopter with two other people in the helicopter with me, no, no joke, this is like honest to God truth, I fell asleep playing. <laughs> My thumbs pushed forward, and the helicopter went into the ground. And the guys were like, what are you doing? Stay out. I was like, what? what, what? I fell asleep late because they influenced me in the negative to stay up late. Now, I've got this question for you. Have you ever been given wrong advice? Have you ever been given wrong advice? Now, 
I'm nervous, I'll be nervous to even ask this, but the truth is, at some point or another, we've all been given wrong advice. In fact, let me say this. I remember this one time specifically. I was driving with my buddy. This was before GPS, before MapQuest, before people had printers in their house. We were going somewhere, and we weren't sure how to get to where we were going. We had a general idea of the area. We had a general idea of the name of the road, but we got lost. And I'll never forget this because we stopped at a gas station because at least we were smart enough to fill up with gas so we wouldn't get like lost and stranded. But we didn't know where we were going, so we're at the gas station. We stopped, parked the car, filled up with gas, and we asked the dude, we're like, hey, man, where is this street? And we asked this guy, and I promise you, I promise you, I think he made this stuff up, okay? Like on the spot. We're like, where is, and we told him the name of the street. He's like, all right, here's what you got to do. He's like, you got to go down the road, three blocks, maybe it's four blocks, Six blocks. Okay, it's two. Okay. He's like, you're going to go past the fountain, over the river, under the bridge, through the woods to grandma. No, he didn't say that. But he said, you're going to go over there, past the store. And he's like, and you know that that one place where there's there's like the big shopping center? We're like, yeah. He's like, all right, forget about that. Go right. Okay. He's like, you're going to take a right, and then you're going to take your second left, and then cross over. And there's a dude with a cat. He's always sitting outside petting his cat. Do you know that guy? I was like, dude, what? And he led us in the worst directions of my life. Like, like no joke, we were going and turning and, and tracking with him. And, and like three seconds down the road, we were like so lost. We've been given the wrong advice. He told us to do some stuff that was, that was like not right, not accurate. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes there are people that give us advice or sometimes people will give us directions or give us thoughts or give us instructions. And it is just wrong. It's not accurate. And so we're going to be talking about that tonight. You know, we said also in this influencer series that we have to understand that every single one of us can both be influenced, okay? Someone can influence us to do stuff, but also we can influence others. It's a two-way street. To be an influencer is someone who receives influence, but also who can influence others. And tonight we're talking about people who, who give advice, or maybe it's bad advice. I need to ask this question for you guys, and that is, can you trust the voices that influence you? No, 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 it's not something you ought to answer. You just got to think about this for a second. Can you trust the voices that influence you? The voices that are telling you to do something, and I'm not saying that you have voices in your head like, yo, what up? That's weird. I'm saying like, like the messages that you get. When you see stuff on Instagram, when you're watching a TV show, the, the messages that you receive, can you trust those voices that are trying to influence you? I want us to think about it tonight. It's not something we have to answer. I just want us to think about this because so many of us, if we're honest, you're like me in the car about to get lost and some dude gives you some janky directions and you follow them and you get lost. We need to learn something super critical, a skill that is very critical, and that is to be able to evaluate the influence that we're getting, evaluate the advice that we're getting. Not everyone who tells us what to do should be telling us what to do. We talked about this last week. We said that some people have an audience, they have a platform, but they don't have a great message. Like famous people, we don't need to ask them. Like we should ask actors about acting. And yet we go to them and we ask them about like their political views. Like, I don't really care. It's important that we ask people who know what they're talking about. It's important that we learn to evaluate that. And the way that we do that is through a little word called wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. Wisdom. Now we're going to define it in a little bit. But this idea of kind of listening and evaluating advice has been happening since the beginning of time. 
In fact, there's this kind of this like little known, whether it's a skit or like a joke or you want to call it like, like this little known fact. And, and we kind of joke about this in commercials and movies and plays. And that is these two voices that come on your shoulder. One is of the devil and the other is... And it's so, it's so interesting. Like, like, it's just such a funny concept. Like, like the devil does not live here on your shoulder, all right? And, and the opposite of a devil is not a little angel. But that's what we're talking about. This idea that sometimes when we hear advice, we have to process it. We have to evaluate it. We can't just be like, yo, what do you say? What do you say? All right. Like, because everyone is trying to compete to influence you. Everyone is trying to get you to do what they want. Everyone wants you to follow in their steps. And if you can learn tonight, listen to me, middle schoolers, if you can learn tonight to have wisdom and be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong and how to say yes and how to say no and how to say this makes sense, this does not make sense, here's what I want to do. If we can learn that skill tonight, man, you guys will be so better off. You'll be so farther along than even some adults. If we can understand and not just take everything that everyone says, but to evaluate and to exercise some wisdom over it. So what is wisdom? Definition of wisdom is truth put into action or truth turned into action. That's wisdom. If you're writing this down, write it down. If you weren't playing or writing it down, write it down anyway. Because wisdom is truth turned into action. It's just not, not just knowing what's right and what's wrong, but it's actually doing it. It's actually going and doing something about this. It's actually deciding to put this into action. Now listen, we we said this tonight, plenty of people are going to give you advice. Plenty of people are going to tell you what to do. It's up to you to figure out, to analyze, and then put it into action. Can I give you guys an example? These guys are yes. What about you guys? Okay. I recently made a purchase that I'm quite proud of. It's going to sound extravagant. I already know. it's, It's two Lambos. No, I'm just kidding. I bought an iPad Pro. I was influenced by my man Kyle in the back. Everyone wave at Kyle. Kyle wave. Kyle, Kyle's, Kyle's interning with us. Kyle's interning with us, and, and he came one day, and I was like, man, that iPad, iPad's pretty snazzy. So he let me play around with it. We used Apple Pencil. I was like, and within like, a month later, I went out and bought one. And, and I used Christmas money. Don't worry. I had money set aside. It was okay. It was a responsible purchase. But one of the things that I've done, one of the reasons I got it is because I needed a new laptop. And I've read online. I've, I've looked at reviews. I've looked at research that says that you can actually use the iPad Pro because of some of the changes they do, they made for it. You can almost actually use it as a laptop replacement. So I was like, it's pretty cool. So I got this, and I started watching these YouTube videos, and all these YouTube videos were reviewing all of the gear, all of the gadgets, all of the best accessories. Everyone say accessory. Accessories. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I am a sucker for accessories, okay? Like, that's, that's my jam, all right? Like, I want them all. And so I started watching these reviews of accessories. I, I feel weird saying this, but I was watching YouTube videos with reviews of accessories, and here's what I found out. Sometimes, sometimes people give us bad advice. Sometimes people lead us astray. Sometimes people have nothing good to say, and guess what? They say it anyways. Like, I watch reviews. I watch a ton of accessory reviews, and here's one of the things that I found. First of all, 
is that God, people would say stuff that would contradict themselves. Like this dude made a video. He's like, best iPad Pro accessories of 2019. And he would list like two or three things. And then he would come out with another one, best iPad accessories for 2019 part two. And he would have other products that would contradict the first products. Or he would say, man, in the first video, he's like, man, you need an iPad stand. You've got to have an iPad stand. And then he'd come to the other video. He's like, man, iPad stands are so dumb. This is what you need. You need an iPad case. And it was like, yeah, what? I found all these people who would write reviews. Sometimes they would make reviews of products they haven't even purchased yet. They would say, this looks really cool. You should check it out and buy it. It's like, how is that a review? They're like, no, no, this gadget is incredible. It's awesome. We trust the brand. We haven't bought it ourselves, but you should go and get it. It's like, what? You see, we, we realize we can't just trust what people are saying. We can't just trust what people are trying to influence us with. We have to decide for our own, and the way that we decide for our own is with wisdom. Now, obviously, when it comes to iPads, it's probably not that important because at the end of the day, it's just things. It's just stuff. It's not that important. But the truth is people are trying to influence you. People are trying every single day, your friends, the media, parents, teachers, everyone is trying to influence you. They're trying to get you to do things, to respond in certain ways. And what we have to learn, it's critical that we learn, is that we need to exercise wisdom to evaluate what they're saying. So I want to look at some scripture with you guys tonight. The first part, I want to look in Proverbs chapter 4. So if you have a Bible, you can turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Now, Proverbs was was a book that was written, and people say it was a book about what? About Proverbs. So what's a proverb? A teaching. What else? A lesson. Proverbs gives us what? Does anyone know who wrote Proverbs? Not Paul. He's a king. Solomon. Solomon. Who said Solomon? It was King Solomon and over there, okay. King Solomon wrote this. King Solomon was the wisest person who ever lived. Do you know why? God said, you can have anything you want. I'm going to give you what you want. God isn't like a genie, but in this case, he goes to Solomon. He says, you can have anything you desire. And Solomon says, the one thing that I want greater than any other thing is wisdom. And God says, I'm going to give you wisdom. And since you asked for wisdom and not like riches and, and Bugattis and, and Lambos and all that, he goes, I'm also going to give you riches, just FYI. And so in verses 1 through 9 of Proverbs, it's so interesting because King Solomon is writing about Proverbs. Now, this is an interesting literary device where he writes about proverb with female pronouns. It's called personification. And he's saying, he's saying wisdom is like this person. And there's a couple of verses in here that stand out to me that are just like really key. Proverbs chapter four, verse one says this. Hear, O sons, a father's instructions. He says, be attentive that you may gain wisdom. Now think about it for a second. Hear, O son, a father's instructions. Are father's instructions important? Let me try that again. Are father's instructions important? Yes. Listen, God is our father. And Solomon is saying, listen, he's saying, just like, Landon, just like you would listen to the wisdom of your father, just like you would listen to the words of your father, he says, this is what I need you to listen to. This is what I need you to understand, that you have to. And it says here, in verse one, you must gain wisdom. 
If you jump down to verse four, it says, let your heart hold steadfast to my words, keep my commands and live. Verse five, get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Verse seven says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. You see, King Solomon says, if you want wisdom, you gotta get it. Now, what he's not saying is like, you don't go to the store and buy it. He's saying you need to find it. You need to pursue it. You need to chase after it. He says it, it is important enough that you have to dedicate, you have to give your life to finding wisdom. You don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm a wise person. You don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I have arrived. No, wisdom is something that we have to practice. It's something that we have to pursue. It's something that we have to chase. It's something that we have to receive. It's something that we have to want. Wisdom is putting our knowledge into practice. It's turning our truth into action. It's important that we chase after wisdom. Now listen, we learn from people all the time. We learn from people who are wise. We learn from influencers. And we have to make sure that we find the people who will influence us for the positive. We have to make sure that we find people who are gonna influence us in a right way. We have to make sure that we find people who influence us and give us wisdom. So I want us to think about this for a second. Who's gonna give us wisdom? Okay, God, that's a good place to start. Where else do we find wisdom? Who said that? Parents. I need you to listen, middle schoolers. Listen for a second. Hey, listen for a second. I know it sounds not cool. I know we don't think it's fun sometimes, but the place where we find the greatest wisdom, and th- this is not just me, this is like, like proven scientifically, is our parents. No, listen, listen. We find wisdom, shh, shh, shh. We find wisdom from our parents. Listen, this is like low-key, the best thing that you can hear tonight. Guys, wisdom comes from our parents, a lot of it. Do you know that whenever we study people, whenever people take a look at the church and they study people who have walked away from their faith and they look at people who have stayed grounded in their faith for years and years and years, one of the biggest things that contributes to that all the single time are parents who have directed, instructed, and challenged and and taught you to live. Now, I understand we get to our point in middle school, we get to a point in high school where we feel like we don't want to listen to them anymore or they don't have the greatest influence, but your parents will always, always have the greatest influence on you. And I know that sometimes it's not cool to listen to them. And it can be grandparents too. And it's teachers and it's youth pastors and it's coaches. It's all those people. But listen, your parents are the primary source of that. God designed it that way. God wants it to be that way. That's how God intended it. So we have to understand that when we want to have wisdom, when we want to seek wisdom, we have to go to people who are wiser than us. We have to go and be influenced by people who know more than us. It's so interesting. I see students do this all the time. We have a problem with our relationship. We have a problem with our boyfriend or girlfriend. And who do we go to? Each other. And it's like, dude, if you look at the person sitting next to you, they know five minutes more things than you do, okay? Like they're maybe like half a year older than you or they're two months older than you. Or maybe you go to to an eighth grader and they're like two grades older than you. Why not go to someone who actually knows? An adult, a leader, spicy Brycey. Why not go to someone who knows how to help, who knows how to give good wisdom and insight and biblical counsel? And instead, we always find ourselves talking to each other. It says here, if you want to have wisdom, you have to chase it. If you want to have wisdom, you have to go and you have to find it. If you want to have wisdom, you have to know what's right and what's wrong, and you have to put it into practice. Now, 
hopefully you're asking yourselves a question, and that is, Stow, what about when it's not so easy to figure out? Like, like we understand the difference between right and wrong, and we look to the Bible to find out answers about what's right and wrong, but here's the truth, guys. The Bible doesn't necessarily answer every single question. Like, if you ask a very specific, detailed question, like, should I do my homework tonight? The Bible doesn't say, thou shalt do thou homework by 8th p.m. Like, it doesn't say that. But, it's, but it speaks to stuff like that, and, and it gives us wisdom, and it gives us insight, and it gives us ways to figure these things out. You see, there was an influencer in the Bible. His name was Paul. Everyone say Paul. He's in the New Testament. And I would say this. Paul was probably the biggest influencer right after Jesus. Probably the biggest influencer after Jesus. In fact, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. The Bible, the book that we read today to gain our wisdom, comes from stuff that Paul has said years and years and years ago. And Paul tries to help these churches. He tries to help the New Testament believers, and he tries to help them with a situation. But it's kind of a weird situation that we wouldn't necessarily totally understand. But I want to tackle it with you. Are you ready to tackle it? If yes, say yes. Are you sure? This is going to be the last thing that we do tonight. We're going to tackle this issue, but I need you to focus. I need you to pay attention. Because you see, back in the day, there was people who would sacrifice animals to false gods. It was their way of, like, worshiping false gods. So they would take an animal, they would, they would, they would take a, a lamb, they would take a, a, a bull, they would take a cow, whatever. They would kill it, they would slaughter it, they would put it up on the altar, and guess what would happen? They would take the meat afterwards, and they would sell it to people. I mean, because all they really needed usually was to take the animal, cut it, take some of the blood, some parts of the animal, put it on the altar. Usually there was a lot of animal left over. Now, there weren't vegans back then, okay? Like, it was just different. You just, you, you ate the meat, Okay. But the people of Israel had these commands from God, and that was, don't touch things that are unclean. Don't touch things that have blood. Don't eat meat sacrificed to false gods. However, when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus fulfilled the law, and so now things were a little bit different. And so the New Testament believers had a problem. You see, they had an issue. When people would sacrifice the animal on the altar, and they would take the meat, and they would sell it, some of the believers, some of the Christians thought, man, I can't eat this because the laws in the Old Testament said I shouldn't eat them. Other believers said, it's probably not that big a deal because Jesus came, he fulfilled the law, and I like steak, so I should eat it. Do you see the problem? They weren't sure what was right. They weren't sure what was wrong. They had a little bit of what we call a gray area. It wasn't super clear. It wasn't super obvious. And so they needed to exercise wisdom. So Paul says this to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Verses 23 and 24, as he's talking to these churches, as he's talking to, to the people who are struggling with this, he says this. He says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Or, or another way it says is, I have the right to do anything, you say, the people are saying this, but not everything is beneficial. He says, I have the right to do everything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek to do their own good but the good of others. Let's leave that up for a few minutes because it gets a little confusing to think of. Paul is saying, listen, you might have the right to do something. It's, it's not unlawful. It's not against the rules. It's not wrong. He says, you have the right to do anything. He says, that's what you're saying. He goes, but not everything is, what's the word there? Beneficial. And then he says it again, not everything is constructive, which means is, the answer is not always yes or no. Sometimes it's insert wisdom. It's not always yes or no. Sometimes it's insert wisdom. 
And if we want to be influencers, if we want people to, to help guide us in what we do, if we want to influence others and help guide them in what they do, we have to understand that it's not always yes, no, A, B, one, two, right or wrong. Sometimes it's gray. When the Apostle Paul says, yeah, you might be able to do it, but is it the best thing for you to do? He says, you might be able to do it. It's not against the law, but is it constructive for you to do? Some people said the best question ever is, is it a wise thing to do? For instance, let's get some examples. Let's get practical. I don't know if you have a bedtime or if you have a curfew or a time that you need to like turn lights off and turn technology off and go to sleep. But let's just say, for instance, that we had a curfew of 12 o'clock at night. Like at 12 o'clock, we have to turn the lights off. We have to go to sleep. Now, 10 o'clock rolls around. How do you feel? You're pretty tired. Some of us are not tired. But let's say overall, 10 o'clock, probably you start to get a little sleepy. Now, let's say this. At 12 o'clock midnight, it's time to go to bed. You know you have to get up at, what time do you guys get up? 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 4.30 a.m. So listen to this. So it's midnight. It's 11.55. Your curfew is at midnight. Your bedtime is at midnight. Are you allowed to stay up five more minutes? Yeah. Okay, it's 10 o'clock. Your bedtime is midnight. Are you allowed to stay up two more hours? Are you? But should you? That's what the question is. If you're, think, picture this for a second. If your curfew, if your bedtime is midnight and it's 10 o'clock and you're starting to stay sleepy, are you allowed? Are you, have your parents giving you permission to stay up two more hours? Yes, but should you? Maybe not. Sometimes, no. Man, if you've got a, an easy day the next day, sure. But man, if you have a, a huge test or if you hadn't slept, went to bed late the night before, then maybe no, it's not the best thing. And what I'm simply saying to us tonight is that to be influencers, to receive influence and to influence others, we have to ask this question. It's not always yes and no. It's not always right or wrong. It's not always A and B. Sometimes it's what is wise. And we have to be able to discern that. Listen, there's music that you can listen to that doesn't have an explicit E on it. Or there's movies that you can watch that are still within your rating, but that aren't wise for you to watch. It's not wise for you to listen it's not wise for you to, to hang out with that certain person. There are some things that are not going to be yes, it's not going to be no, it's not going to be you can, you can't. It's going to be, it's your choice. But we have to learn in those moments to exercise wisdom. We have to learn in those moments to chase after wisdom, to try, to see, to pursue what is right, what is good. And I'm telling you this, guys, I hope you would start tonight. I hope you would start tomorrow morning. Because chasing wisdom is a lifelong journey. Chasing after wisdom is a lifelong journey. It doesn't happen right away. It's not something you do one time and, hey, look, Ma, I made it. It's not something that you've established one time and you're good for the rest of your life. No, it's something that has to happen over and over and over and over again. It's something you have to decide, that you have to make a priority, that you have to say, my desire is to be a person of wisdom. My desire is to do what's right. I need to chase after. I need to figure out what that is. And if someone gives you advice, if someone tells you, hey, do this or, or don't do that, you have to evaluate that, that advice. If someone says, hey, here's what's okay, here's what's not okay, you have to pause and stop and think and say, is this truly okay or not okay? It's not enough to just go through life and listen to what everyone says. We have to learn to evaluate. We have to learn to exercise wisdom.
I want to close tonight and give you just a few more thoughts. You see, the best influencers, the best influencers chase after wisdom. They understand that it's not good enough to just say one or the other. They understand that they must chase it. The best influencers, they don't know everything, but they check things out. The best influencers aren't perfect, but they choose to do what is right. The best influencers, the ones who influence others, understand that they must let wisdom influence them. The best influencers understand that they must let wisdom influence them. Guys, what's beautiful about Jesus and following him and having a walk in a relationship with him is that it's not always black and white. Sometimes it's gray. And in those moments, we have to seek wisdom. We have to talk to people who are smarter than us. We have to talk to people who are, 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 are older, people who love us, who care for us, people who want to follow us, people who want our best interests. We have to let people with wisdom influence us so that when we go and give advice to others, when we receive advice, that we can filter it through the lens of wisdom. Would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? I know this could be a complicated topic or something to think about or to understand, but when it boils down to everything, it's this. People are gonna give you instructions. People are gonna give you opinions. People are going to give you advice. They're going to tell you what to do, what not to do. At the end of the day, to know what's right, to know what you should do, you have to pursue God. You have to pursue wisdom. You need to surround yourself with people who give you the best advice, people who care about you, who love you, who have your best interest in mind. Sometimes it's not our friends. It's usually our parents adults in our lives, people who care about us. When we don't know what to do, we go to them and we say, I need your help. I need, I need you to influence me. I need you to help me. I need to find wisdom. I need to make my decision. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are the person who loves us the most. Thank you, God, because you care so much about us. Thank you, Father, that even our own parents who love us so much doesn't compare to the love that you have for us. And Father, as we live this life, as we go in, in, in our middle school days and transition to, to high school and college and, and adulting, Father, I pray in every step of the way that you would train us, that you would grow us in wisdom, that we would learn to seek out the best thing, the wisest thing that you want us to do. Father, help us, help us to evaluate, evaluate what other people tell us. Help us to take what others are saying and filter it through your word. Not to just trust whatever anyone says, but to have discernment. Father, help us to grow in wisdom, that we may be different, that we may look more like you each and every day. Jesus, we love you so much, and we ask for all this in your precious name.